sometimes we may want to write a more happy song, but often it can be hard to separate. Wait, I want to write a happy song, but I don't want to write another love song. I want a happy song that's about something else, something different. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to write a happy song that isn't a love song. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Joseph Vidala. Today, we are talking about the answer to a question that a listener sent me via email. So it's based off of a really, really good question from Gracie. And that's, how do we write a happy song that isn't a love song? I think this is a a really good question because there certainly are happy songs that aren't love songs, but for sure, I think so, so many of, of the happy songs that are out there are very much sappy love songs or some version of that, that it can be helpful to take a dive into, okay, wait, 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 how do I write a song that is happier? Maybe I, for one, for me, for once, don't want to write a song that's on the darker side of things. Uh, but also isn't a song that is about love or specifically romantic love. And I think the main key that's at the root of this question and or the root of the answer to the question really is finding something that causes happiness that isn't superficial. So I say that isn't superficial only because... I think we all know there are a ton of things in life that cause happiness. And yet we all implicitly know that we can't really write songs about those things. So for me as a diehard Denver Broncos fan, when the Broncos win a football game, uh, that usually is a great day for me because I am way too attached in an unhealthy way to the Broncos. And when bad things happen, I get way too down about it. And when, aka, when we lose, which has happened a lot in the last five years, um, and when they win, it's it's a huge high for me. So lots of times my Sundays are completely determined, and usually the Monday after as well. They're almost completely determined by how that goes. Don't be like that. It's not good. But I'm being honest here. But just as an example, so the Broncos win, right? That makes me super happy. Um sometimes maybe annoyingly happy, although not as annoying as how mopey I get when they lose. And the reality, though, is nobody cares, right? And you actually might have been thinking, as I was telling that very small aside, oh my gosh, let's move on. I don't care that you love the Broncos, especially if you're a Chiefs or Raiders fan. You definitely don't care. Probably Chargers, too. But that's exactly the point. Nobody cares, right? That's a small thing. Nobody cares about how somebody gave you a nice birthday gift or a lot of the sort of small things that make us happy in life, right? Oh, you got your caramel macchiato or whatever the heck it's called from Starbucks and you feel happy. You want to write a song about a caramel macchiato? Like, come on, really? What is that, a comedy song? Is it a Weird Al? Because otherwise nobody's going to buy that, right? And when I say buy that, I mean not in the literal sense because, of course, these days nobody buys music. For any reason whatsoever, seemingly. So the key to writing a happy song, at the core of it, we're going to go over specific subjects or specific things that I think we can look at for happy songs. But I think the root of it that can help you find for yourself different subjects is 
something that causes happiness that is not superficial or is not something that, you know, is just would be silly to write a song about. Nobody, nobody cares about that thing. Or even other people that care about that thing. Like, I love the Broncos, but I don't know that I would listen to a song that somebody wrote about the Broncos winning a game. Um, I don't know. I just don't think I'd do it. So I think the reason that a lot of happy songs are love songs is because love is arguably one of the, if not the least superficial thing that sometimes generates happiness. And I say sometimes because obviously love uh, generates both very high highs and also can be the creator of very low lows. But love is a one of the most powerful things in all of human experience, really. So it makes sense that so many of our songs happen to revolve around it. So now let's dive into some specific ways that I think we can write happy songs that aren't love songs. And there's going to be about five or six of these. But before we do that, let me just quickly say that we're going to cover both happy and also upbeat because they're often conflated, right? When, for example, a lot of people call something a happy song based on how it sounds, not based on whether the lyrical content actually is about something that would be considered happiness. So sometimes... And I'm not exactly sure if this is what Gracie intended, but sometimes when people ask this question or when people think of, quote, happy song, really what they're asking is an upbeat song, a happy sounding song. So one thing that I see fairly often and I think can be a good place to start for writing a happy song that's not a love song can be about enjoying the moment. Now, the moment here is intentionally vague because back to the Broncos football game example, it, the second I say Broncos game, it gets super specific. And the only people that might want to listen to that song are diehard Bronco fans, which is a very small portion of the population relative to, you know, human experience. So all the people who don't care about football are out and all the people who aren't Broncos fans specifically are out, especially if they're a division rival fan or something like that. But the general feeling of elation or satisfaction, we can write a whole song that is vague about what is causing this emotion within us, right? Why, why are we so joyful right now? We don't have to answer that question. We can just talk about the feeling of satisfaction or joy itself without explaining where it comes from, right? So you could have a whole song about this feeling of intense elation and feeling like nothing can go wrong and you're unstoppable and and the world is all as it should be and the background could be like oh my gosh the broncos won the super bowl and nobody would know nor would they care right so i think that's the first thing literally just enjoying the moment so what whatever moment it is that brings you joy whether it's your car caramel macchiato or is that even a thing i feel like that's a thing but if it's not a thing, forgive me. You know what I'm talking about. Some pretentious Starbucks drink. So, you know, whether it's that you are enjoying that or, you know, maybe you're from New England and you really love that that uh, that Dunkin' coffee in the morning. Or whether it's about, uh, you know, something that brings you a little deeper of, of joy, such as time with friends or family or, you know, 
holidays are coming up, right? Christmas is coming up. So Christmas Eve with the family or something like that. So you can talk about these moments and you don't necessarily have to talk about what is causing the feelings of that moment. Talking about feelings agnostic of the situation around those feelings is perfectly acceptable. So that's one way. Another way can be looking towards a positive future. Now, I like this one a lot because it can be very effective for writing a quote-unquote happy song that actually has a subtle, darker side. Because the implication, of course, when I'm talking about this song of hope for the future, with an implication that I have to look to the future for hope because right now is not necessarily great. The plus side of that is uh, many people won't notice it, right? But there's that darker undercurrent of I have to hope for the future because today there isn't that much hope. There isn't that much great going on today. Now isn't okay, but it will be later. And here's why. So talking about maybe letting go of something that's bad, right? Maybe talking about letting go of a bad relationship. And again, that undercurrent is I just broke up with somebody I've been with for two years or something. And that, of course, is a darker, more tragic thing. But depending on how it's posed, right? If it's posed as, but now that the shackles of this abusive relationship is off, I have hope for a future that I didn't have before. Right, so that's a great example of a song that can sound very happy, be very major key-like, and literally use a major key, um, and sound super upbeat and happy, but only the people actually paying attention to the lyrics might notice that there's sort of this undercurrent of darkness, which, going back to last week's episode, sort of, sort of is a way to allow yourself a happier-sounding song that still is deep and sees both the darkness and the light, because usually depth comes from seeing both the light and the darkness. And in this case, you're sort of concentrating on the light, uh, even if currently you're now dwelling in darkness. Dwelling in darkness sounds like the name of like a hard rock album. So I think a third common way to write a quote unquote happy song that isn't a love song is one of those, it can be either a self pep talk or it can be a pep talk to somebody else specifically or very commonly, it's sort of this generic pep talk about quote unquote you. And it's unclear whether the you is actually, you know, the person listening to the song or if the person is looking in the mirror. Um, and that's just sort of one of those quintessential pep talk songs about reaching for something greater, right? You, you can do it. You can take the shackles off. You can power through this, right? This is my fight song, that type thing. Where, you know, again, you can be talking to yourself or, or to someone else or or just to gen very generic others, right? A whole group of people. It can be one of those that's left generic that, you know, the whole crowd is thinking, yes, they're singing about me. I can do it. I can achieve my dreams. And so that's another way to write a happy song that isn't a love song, right? It's It's sort of a screw you, I can do this song. Right, which has a sort of happy side to it. It usually at least sounds very happy. Triumphant might be the better word for this, uh, but certainly another option to go with if you're trying to write a happy song that's not a love song. 
another one is talking about something that's beautiful in the world. I think, uh, you know, what a what a wonderful world is the perfect example of this. Right. That song is really quite general about exactly where this is coming from. Right. He, he just sort of talks about all these different beauties in the world. And the central theme is what a beautiful world. Right. You, can, you almost get the sense of walking down the street, looking around, seeing all these little things that are like, wow, that's awesome. Wow, that's beautiful. Wow, that's a wonderful thing. And just enjoying it for what it is. So literally just talking about what a beautiful world, you know, it could be about a mother's love for a child or people coming together at a sporting event, singing the national anthem together, finally united or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Or, you know, it can be united in their love for the Denver Broncos or (laughs) whatever it is. Right. But talking about something in the world that you think is a beautiful thing. Something that is worthy of celebration, whether that's, you know, and this also can be connected to love, right? So I I think it's important to love song is something that is both very specific and very generic at the same time, right? Because tons of songs are at least love adjacent, but they aren't necessarily love songs in the traditional sense. So, you know, a a love song in its most traditional sense is me talking to you and it's a love song, right? It's about our love. And usually, unless it's specifically a breakup song, usually a love song means it is, um, it's not in the context of a breakup or something darker. But that doesn't mean that we can't talk about something beautiful in the world that involves some type of love, it doesn't then become a love song, right? I can point out the beauty of this wife's love for her husband in a song, and that's not really a love song, right? Because I'm not writing about my love for anyone. It's not a song that if I sang it to my wife, she'd be like, oh, he loves me so much, right? Like, I mean, I do, but that's not, the song is not about that, right? The song is about admiring the beauty of someone else specifically loving this other person or whatever it might be. Which then brings me to one of one of the, the last points here, which is the other loves. You know, you, you can have a quote-unquote love song, I guess, but it's not really a love song. That's about children, parents, family, friends, right? There's lots of things in life we love genuinely that aren't romantic. And, you know... I, I, we may disagree on this, but to me, when you say love song, if somebody says to me, oh, a love song, I don't, I, I wouldn't count a song that is about the love you have for your children. I don't think that's a love, I mean, it is a love song in the strictest sense of the literal words love song. But usually when somebody's talking about a love song, that's not what they're talking about, right? It's a romantic thing. So, you know, love and admiration for children's parents, family, friends, that can be another way to go. Even pets, right? You can have a whole song about your, you know, your admiration for how loyal your dog is. And, you know, you don't have to specifically say that unless it's a country song, then, you know, go ahead. But, um, you know, there are many other loves that we can talk about in the context of a song that isn't a romantic 
love subject. And then lastly, what is probably my personal favorite, uh, because happy songs admittedly are not normally the way I go. And this is more upbeat specifically, which is why I clarified. We're going to talk a little bit about happy specifically, but also upbeat. And that's songs that sound upbeat and happy, but really are sarcastic and savage. I love these type of songs. Um, one of the first examples that comes to mind for me is You're a God by Vertical Horizon because they're my favorite band of all time. Um, that song is not my favorite by them by any means, but I do still love that song. And it's a great example. It sounds happy and like, you know, positive, but really it's all about somebody who thinks they're better than you and you being like, you know what? Screw that. No, you're not. And I don't need that kind of crap in my life is really what that song's about. And, um, and I've also written a song that again, sounds happy. If you just listen to it and you listen to the, it just sounds like catchy and happy ish sounding. But if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's very, very sarcastic and very savage. And that is a great way to go. That's sort of ironic. It sounds super happy and catchy and whatever. And somebody could think it's some saccharine, like super poppy, happy thing. But really, upon further inspection, it is actually something that is absolutely savage or sarcastic or both. So I know this is a short, shorter episode. I think I'm trying to make up for I know some episodes went long recently, but just to wrap up, I'll give you a few examples of songs that I think generally fit into this idea of a happy song. That's not really a love song. Uh, one I already said, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong, right? Who doesn't love that song? Uh, just about sort of the beauty of things in the world. Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson uh, about, you know, instead of or at least it's implied instead of, you know, complaining about, hey, everybody else change this in the world. You just start with the one thing you can control. You know, the person in the mirror. Can I can I change myself? Um, which at its core is quite a good message, I think. Um, but uh, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco is basically a uh, retroactive fight song in a sense, right? Like, I always knew I could do it, and look, I did. Look at me. Uh, so it's basically a sem uh, your basic rudimentary semi-narcissistic song. Only partly joking. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes we do that thing. I'm not criticizing this song. So, so, sometimes it just happens. It's okay. Um, or Fight Song by Rachel Platten. I think I sort of alluded to that already. That's sort of your quintessential, I'm going to be okay. I mean, it's it's that that there's like a whole genre of music that is that right uh pocket full of sunshine uh sort of applies uh it's a pretty happy sounding song but it's not uh specifically happy happy it's it's sort of more of a you know you can't bring me down and you're trying to so there's again there's that sort of undercurrent of darkness but really overall it's a happy song it's sort of like a, i'm gonna rise above this type song uh or Lastly, then this is my probably my least favorite type of happy song, except that at least it's being honest about what it is. One More Time by Daft Punk, which is a song literally about nothing. Um, I mean, they may say it's not about nothing, but it's if you look at the lyrics for what they are, it's about nothing. It's just saying over and over five billion times like, oh, we're going to celebrate. And 
We're not going to stop dancing. One more time, repeated five bazillion times. Um, but it sounds happy and it's catchy, right? And it's using generally happier words. Um, so, you know, that that can be a way to go too. Uh, keeping it really generic, which I, I did talk about that part, right? It, it sort of, it's sort of in the enjoying the moment category, right? I think that's taking the vagueness a little too far because it's vague in all of the ways. I think you can be specific about the feeling you're feeling and exactly how it makes you feel. And, um, without getting specific about the scenario that made you feel that way. And if I were to semi-criticize one more time, I, I don't think it's trying to be anything deep, so it's not really a criticism, but uh, it's, it doesn't even dive into that, right? It's literally just like generally happy-sounding lyrics repeated a bazillion times over and over again. So hopefully this was helpful to you. If it was, something else you'll probably find helpful is my free guide on 10 different ways to start writing a song. It's meant to jumpstart your creativity, whether you haven't written a song yet or you're a beginner or you are somebody that is more experienced. Again, I am of the opinion, and I say again only if you've been a listener for a while, but I'm very strongly of the opinion that changing up how you start your song is both a great way to make sure all your songs don't sound the same, but is also a way to stay creatively fresh, just like I can uh, you know, sort of work my brain into overdrive doing code. And then if I switch to songwriting, even though I thought like my brain and my creativity were gone, no, because it's sort of a change of how I'm using my creativity, I can pivot and then be fresh. It's sort of the same idea, right? You, If you keep starting with guitar chord progressions over and over again, you might end up sitting with your guitar thinking, oh, I can't think of anything. Whereas it's only because you're trying to start the song from the same standpoint. Again, you've sort of almost run out for a limited time, but you, for a limited time, you've sort of run out of creativity for guitar chord progressions. So changing to maybe writing a bass line or writing a piano hook instead, your creativity might be rejuvenated by that. So I'm a huge believer in that. I think it's a great way to be more efficient. Uh, it's also good just as a beginner songwriter to have an idea of the different ways you can start writing a song, especially I think some people are under the impression, and I think it's because some uh, other people out there maybe try to tell you that there's one way or there's a right way, um, which I don't think is true. You know, some people can start with lyrics. Some people can start with music. Some people should start with, can start with chord progressions. I'm, I personally am not huge on that, but, and you know, other people start with maybe even lead parts. I very rarely do that, but hey, that's another way you can do it. Either way, I think it's important to mix it up. So if you're interested in that, check it out. It There's the link in the description as usual, as always, but it says songwritertheory.com slash free guide. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you found this podcast helpful, either this episode or in past episodes you've listened to, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps me out so that more people can uh, get the opportunity to see Songwriter Theory and then hopefully give it a listen, give it a chance, and hopefully I can then help them as well. Uh, and also, I hear that Spotify has reviews now. So if you have listened on Spotify and you said, oh, I could never leave a review before because... I'm on Spotify and they don't have them. Apparently they do now, unless they lied to me in an email that I got recently, um, which 
when I say they lied to me, I mean, it might be one of those that they say it's arrived, but really it doesn't actually come out for consumers to use for like an, another month, but they're just telling you ahead of time. Um, so either way, it's either there or it's coming if you are on Spotify. So another place that you can leave a review, especially if you are somebody who listens on Spotify, that'd be greatly appreciated. I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that. I see those reviews. I appreciate those reviews. Uh, they encourage me in times that maybe I need encouragement and you know, they're helpful for helping the podcast reach more people so that more people give it a listen. And hopefully that means that those people are helped by this content as well. So I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you again to Gracie for asking uh, the really good question uh, that inspired this episode. Thank you to all of you who have asked questions. I know the last two podcasts have been straight off of questions. Uh, and that's because I got two really, really great questions. So thank you to all of you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I'll talk to you in the next one. <laughs>